Do you feel stuck and repeat? Are you in a loop of missed opportunities, unmet goals, feeling stagnancy in your personal growth and a nagging sense of underachievement? I know you want more. That's why I'm inviting you to join our year in review private audio course, Pivot for More in 2024. Break free, design and live a life where you are winning at work and at home. You'll learn to celebrate your wins, learn from the losses, realign your life's goals with your true potential, and reignite your journey with a clear, powerful plan. Act now. Text PIVOT to 1-804-913-2579. Make 2024 the year of no regrets. As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast. My name is Dr. James Bryant, your host for the show. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you succeed in business and in life. It is my pleasure to guide you on your journey to designing and living a life where you're winning at work and at home. I have the pleasure of having Mr. Andre Boykin here as a guest on the podcast. Now, Andre and I connected on LinkedIn. He's attended some of the Success On-Ramp events, and we've had a couple of conversations And listen, this is no lie. I've been trying to get him on the podcast probably for about a year. And he's finally, finally cleared up enough time from his family schedule, his work schedule, his volunteer schedule to come join our audience. And I think it's really going to be a blessing as Andre shares his life and shares some time with us. Now, Andre, I've done a great time of hyping you up. Now, I want you to introduce yourself to, to the audience. Yeah, first off, Dr. Brian, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. My name is Andre Boykin Jr. I am a professional engineer, branch engineer based out of Raleigh, North Carolina, originally from Chicago, Illinois, happily married. And uh, yeah, just my pleasure to be on the show today. Really looking forward to talking to you. All right, man. Look, let's just hop right in to this. What are some of the success principles that you've been able to see throughout your engineering career? That's a great question. So one of the success principles is one of the things that I like to do is I'm always hungry to learn more. It's just like a need. And so competition, a lot of people, they compete and they look at other people as the competition. But with me, I'm competing against myself. So I'm trying to be better today than I was yesterday. I'm trying to learn more. I'm trying to be better. And so that really drives me every day because I'm like, so how do I be better? How do I be a better engineer? How do I be a a better man? How do I be a better husband? So I'm just constantly looking at ways to self-improve myself and it's it it consumes me because i'm just i'm constantly looking at ways just to be better and to grow yeah Um, so andre i'm smiling because 
the people that know me closest yes. would say that I'm the same way. They would say <laughs> that I am the same way. I am the, the person that after a workshop or after a training or after we deliver some product, I'm like, okay, what could get, I'll get my team together. What could we have done better? Yeah. What went well? What didn't go well? I think you should celebrate the wins, but let's yeah. learn from those areas where we can actually improve. Yes, absolutely. One of the things too, is just the importance of being mentored and being a mentor. Like I've got mentors, it's, it's just a melting pot. Mentors that look like me, mentors that don't, but they constantly pour in to me. And I'm so thankful for that because it just helps me learn. And when you get knowledge, it's just very important. This is just something that is my passion and my purpose. Literally and figuratively, I'm a bridge because I'm, I build bridges. I inspect bridges, mm -hmm. but I'm being a bridge to young people. Yeah. Now, I know from various conversations and following you and connecting with you on LinkedIn that there are a few things that are important to you. Yes. One of which is that general mentoring principle for younger engineer. Yes. The other is encouraging those younger engineers to continue down the path to get their professional engineering license. Yes. So either one or both, whichever order you want to talk about those, I think it would be great to just hear why you're so passionate about those two things. And I'll follow up with what are some steps that you think people can take to move or continue to move in those directions? That's a great question, Dr. Bryant. And so like when I was, I'll go back to when I was in college and just being mentored by professors and, and grad school advisors and really understanding you go to school and you learn the core competencies that you gather from your curriculum. But I looked at myself as I didn't finish the race. I didn't finish. I didn't complete the race. Okay. So I, I went and got this engineering degree, but can I really call myself an engineer? Uh-oh. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Can, can I really call myself an engineer? Because in, in C. Bell's, the state licensing board for North Carolina, like when I got here, they, and I'm a humble guy, but they humble me even more. Mr. Boykin, can you really call yourself an engineer if you don't have a professional engineering license? Wow. Can you really call yourself that? Are you a designer? Are you an engineer in training? Do you at least have the FE done? And so that's something that you really, that's a lot of humility to take that because you say this stuff like, man, I went to school, studied hard. I got the grades, but unless you have that professional license, you can't call yourself that it's a lot of weight and a lot of responsibility that comes with that term yeah. engineer. I wanted to finish the race and okay. then just looking at my journey to licensure because it was a, a journey of faith, journey of prayer. It was a journey of resiliency, determination, because those tests are not easy. And it requires a lot of time and sacrifice yeah. to, to get those tests done. And me personally, I went to uh, HBCU, Tennessee State University, one of the best four, five, six years of my life. I ended up getting uh, a bachelor's degree in architectural engineering, a bachelor's degree in civil and environmental engineering, and then going to grad school and get my master's in structural engineering. So just tremendous time. But 
I didn't feel like I learned what I needed to learn to pass the F-E-E-I-T mm-hmm. while I was in, in college because at Tennessee State, I didn't know how important credentials were. Yeah, And that's something, and, and this is another reason I'm so passionate. I'm going to like, and, and I'm interfacing with college students that are at our HBCUs, wonderful institutions. But what I'm seeing is that there's a disconnect at the HBCUs as it pertains to how important licensure is for engineers. Yeah. And because I, I'm, I'm talking to students from Tennessee State, from Howard, and they're like, man, they don't really know the art, especially if you're civil. If you're yes. civil, good luck trying to progress without. And, and that's a key point. It will hinder your progression to, as to what positions you can do Yes, uh, if you do not have your license. And you were talking about your journey. I had another gentleman on, Charles Jenkins. He talked about his journey and he and I were talking about how many times we took the FE, how many times mm-hmm. we took the PE. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that are listening in or looking on YouTube, understand that if you don't pass your FE exam the first time, it's okay. It's okay. If you don't pass it the second time, guess what? It's still okay. Yeah. If you, don't pass it the, look, look, yeah. if you don't pass it the third time, yeah. you know what I'm going to say. It is okay. Keep <laughs> moving forward. Keep yes. learning. And because once you pass it, Nobody's going to ask you how many times did you take the F. Nobody. They don't Nobody. care. Nobody. They, they, so if they don't care, don't let it hinder you from moving forward. And I would say that same general principle applies to your PE. Yes. Nobody's going to ask you how many times you took the PE. They're not going to ask you what score you got on the PE. Mm-hmm. The only thing that matters is that you passed. That's it. I'm actually mentoring a younger lady that, that I've come into contact with recently. And she was just telling me, she's Dr. Brian, just like getting over that mental hurdle of studying and not passing yes. and, and picking yourself back up. And so then I just had a, a big brother moment with her. And I was just like, what you have is already in you. Just don't know it yet. Yep. I said, and, and, and just, I say, just look at us from historical perspective. Mm-hmm. If, your ancestors, if they don't have what you have, they don't make it. You're not here. Yeah. So it's in you. You just got, you got to dig deep. And I say, what's really worth having is worth fighting for. I've been blessed to have five mentees that have passed the FE. Oh, that's and, awesome, and, man. And God gets the glory for that. But they just, they come to me and they're just sponges. How do I uh, prepare for uh, the exam? And I tell them the commitment that it will take mm-hmm. to get this done. But I'm just really excited about seeing us yes. get it. Like when you look at the statistics, I think the last I checked, we were 4.4% licensed professional engineers in the U.S. Oh. 4.4%. So African-Americans make up 4.4%. Yeah, that's the last I checked, maybe like a year ago. Some of the young people I mentor, I say, don't be afraid to be great. Don't be afraid. Like it's, don't be afraid to be great. And and, and, and you should want to chase it. You should want to be better, do better, because this is, you're building your brand. You you yes. want people to see you and, and feel good about 
not only the work that you can provide, but the contents of your character as well, to know that they're dealing with someone that they can trust. I pride myself on not only doing like good work, but having those soft skills. That's another thing that engineers struggle with. It's hard for engineers to talk to people. <laughs> what, what I'll say, Andre, is that, and I've said this for a long time uh, uh-huh. on the podcast and in the Engineer Your Success community, is that engineers are great communicators. Yes. yes. To other engineers. To other engineers. To other engineers. <laughs> it's just that not everyone that you communicate with yeah. is an engineer. Yes. Uh, and so that learning that, and I talk a lot about winning at work and at home, and you have to learn how to communicate well at work and communicate well at home, because if you don't, you are going to have. Absolutely. You'll see engineers, as long as they can see the same as the engineer and they can speak the same language, it's just so organic. But most of the time, your client that you're interfacing with, they may not have the technical background. So how do you distill it? to a concept that they can understand. Yes. And that's where the soft skills come into play. Yes. You have to be able to package the message in the way that person can receive it. Yes. So I often will say that everything I needed to learn about communication, I learned in the first three years of marriage. Yes. My wife and I communicated differently and I had to learn pretty quickly to package what I was trying to say in a way that she could receive it. And, mm-hmm. it's, it, and do something with it. Even if the answer is no, it's making sure that the information is presented in a way in which they can consume it and receive it. Yeah, I learned so much about communication through marriage to Dr. Brian. <laughs> and I thought I was a pretty good communicator until I got married. Yeah, but my wife, she really understands, my wife, Christine, she really understands me. So her field, she's an occupational therapist. Okay. She studies people for a living, so... She got someone like me who's perfectionist, anal retentive, all that good stuff that you see with engineers. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just, we found something. It's a way to communicate that works for us. And it's just, it's a, it's an ever developing process, but it's just Mm -hmm. something you have to be committed to. That's cool. So you've talked about the importance of the FE and then Mm -hmm. the PE. But I also know that you are also doing some volunteer work with NSBE, the National Society of Black Engineers. Yes. Could you tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing with NSBE? My company that I work for, Stantec, I am the one of the co-leads for uh, NSBE with a lot of our uh, DE&I initiatives, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And I am a corporate liaison co-lead. And what that is, is I'm basically... With the, my wonderful partner, Christina, we actually spearhead all NSBE efforts company-wide. And we go and uh, participate in the NSBE Fall Regional Conferences. Typically, we're, we've been working with Regions 1, 2, and 3, which is primarily on the East Coast, like the Southeast. But we are trying to grow to the, uh, the West Coast as well. And what we typically do there is We'll go there and basically engage with the students. They'll have a massive career fair, mm-hmm. get resumes, talk to the students and sit down with them, interview with them and see where they see they want to go and to try to help them develop a path. And a lot of the mentees that I've had, I've met from Nesby conferences. Okay. And I feel 
keeping the contact with this to this day. We'll also go to the national conference mm-hmm. next year. The national conference will be in Atlanta in March of 2024. But I actually just got back from Norfolk, Virginia for Nesby Fall Region 2 conference. And that was an incredible time. Just always getting a chance to connect with my young brothers and sisters and getting a chance and feel wisdom in there. And then they receive me pretty well too, because even though I look young, I'm 41. So they, when they <laughs> first still see look me, young. <laughs> when they see me, they's like, oh, they feel really comfortable talking to me. And like I said, I just tell them I want to be a resource and help you where you're trying to go. I, I really, you. I applaud you. you for uh, giving back. I applaud you for wanting to make a difference in actually taking steps to do that. And I appreciate your efforts in shaping the minds of younger engineers that are coming through, being able to reach out and connect with other African-American engineers and being able to make the connection that, yes, I made it, so can you. Yes, yes. I'm a professional engineer. You can be a professional engineer as well. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Brian, I had a young man come up to me and he had natural hair and he was just like, Man, it was so refreshing to see you because uh, I was gonna, I'm pursuing internships. I had a high GPA. I think his GPA was like three, five, mm-hmm. but he's, I was torn because someone had told me that I had needed to cut my hair and he had locks like myself. And he said, somebody told me that I needed to cut my hair to improve my chances of getting a job. And I told him that I don't agree with that. I said that. You need to have your hair neat and we have to be presentable and we have to be professional at all times, but don't, you don't have to cut your hair. It's what comes out of your mouth. It's what you say. It's your character. Yes. That counts. And and if someone has some perceptions of what you represent or who you are, when your character in the words that you say can blow that away. Yes. I've done it time and time again. So no, don't let anyone tell you you have to cut your hair. And he thanked me so much. He said it was so great to run into you. And we looked over his resume. I gave him some pointers of some things that he needed to do. One of the things I told him, Dr. Brian, I said, when you're looking at a job requisition, you have to strategically alter the resume for each job that you're applying to. You can't just have a vanilla resume that you just send out. You have to revise that resume to fit the job des- description because HR reps are going to look for those keywords in mm-hmm. that resume. And that's how, and that's going to be. And, and let's be real, Andre, HR reps may not even look at the keywords because artificial intelligence may send yes. the resume to look for the keywords. Look for the keywords. Let's, let's yeah. Go, let's go ahead and get real because you're right. If those, if you are, do not customize it to be able to fit that requisition, you may never get a chance then yes, there may be biases built into the model, mm-hmm. but if you don't customize it, you have no room, no space to talk about biases because you didn't do, you didn't take a step that you could have taken to, for your name to be screened through. Absolutely. And I was telling a young, another young man, I was like, have someone proofread your resume and say, check for grammatical errors. Because if I get a resume and words are misspelled, that's immediately. You didn't even take the time to review this before you put it together. So I say, have someone 
that's a little more seasoned. Take a look at your resume and you all talk about it together. And that way you make sure that you're representing your best self to any prospective employers. Yep. So for young folks that are looking for a job or you're looking for a place to go, make sure you customize your resume so that it fits the job description so that you can make it through screening. Mm -hmm. Also make sure that you have someone else that's a little bit more seasoned. Review that resume for grammatical errors or other kind of things that may be not easy to understand, but that I may be able to catch so that you are representing your best self Yes. For that employer as you're moving forward. Yeah. Then there's another thing too. I shared a resume and a friend of mine, a Deacon mm-hmm. Bobby, he's a recruiter. And one of the things me and him was talking about was that when you're putting together your resume, the skills that you list, make sure that you have proficiency in those said skills. Oh, that sounds, that sounds like a story or something that happened where somebody said they were proficient at something. And they got into the interview and it's like, show us. And it's like, uh, that's something that me and we're talking about. Yeah. So make sure that anything that you have on that resume, make sure that it's authentic. You're not just trying to get someone's attention by putting skills that you have and you don't really understand it. Because I know if I see a resume and they tell me I did some railway design and I know geopack or i've been getting into the uh, open roads environment i'm gonna ask questions like what's your thoughts on being able to do uh, your horizontal and vertical geometry in the drawing and not using the gpk and the digital terrain model to read uh, your data from that and what's your thoughts on that it's gonna really get in depth and so you got to really know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah no I- I think that is cool. So don't stretch the truth yeah. on, on your resume. Make sure that you're proficient yeah. in what you say that you are proficient at. So uh, earlier this year, when I start, we started the year, I did a survey of civil engineers and other engineering professionals on LinkedIn and asking what are some of the really the top seven kind of pain points that people are facing. So one of the things that was listed, I want to say it was like number two, was lack of work-life balance or engineers struggling to find work-life balance. So I wanted to get your thoughts as a practicing professional engineer. You said you're married. I know you're active and volunteering. Sounds like you're active in your church as well. So you're doing these things. How are you maintaining balance or I've heard it work-life harmony or in the James Bryant engineer, your success vernacular, how are you winning at work and at home? Mm. So, so honestly, Dr. Bryant, there's always work to do. It's an ever striving process to try to have that work-life harmony per se. But I literally will just shut my computer down and be like, okay, there's enough. It's 10 or 11 o'clock. At night, I I need to stop. And if I'm not at my optimum, if I'm not well rested, Mm -hmm. then I'm doing a disservice to not only the team I'm working with, but also the client because they aren't getting my best self because I'm not well rested. And so you forgot two more people, two more. There are two more categories. If you're not well rested, you're doing yourself a disservice 
your wife. And you're doing your family yep. a disservice. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but go ahead. I, I just wanted to, to add that in there. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's very important, Dr. Bryant. So, yeah. So, like, I literally will just unplug and just take time to just really just have some me time, have family time because it's important. And you come back rejuvenated and refreshed. Yeah. Matter of fact, I was on vacation and <laughs> I was me. It's, it's hard for me to step away. One of my friends reached out to me and she wanted to do a discussion on SE, PE preparation. And I was on vacation. I was like, you know what? For, for you, for 30 minutes, we can talk about it. But because I'm just so passionate about helping young people. Yeah. But, but yeah, the work-life balance, it's something that it's something I strive to improve on each day because I am a perfectionist. And like I say, it's just really hard for me to step away. But it used to be bad, Dr. Brian. Like I used to have the dry erase board in my room mm-hmm. and I'd wake up in the middle of the night and, oh, wow. and solving problems and stuff. And when I got married, that stopped because my wife's, you know, I, 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 was, hope, I was hoping that was before marriage, but I didn't want to say anything when you were saying the dry erase board. I was thinking, I wonder, I don't know how that wouldn't work in my house. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you're not having a dry erase board in the bedroom. Absolutely not. But yeah, it's just a constant process but we have to unplug we have to rejuvenate we have mm-hmm. to refresh it just helps us be better versions of ourselves so what types of things do you like to do to rejuvenate and refresh that, that's a great question one thing that i'd like to do is music i play saxophone i play bass guitar i i draw i do legos wow I watch movies fantasy football what else watching sports. Okay. So yeah, I'm all over the place, Dr. Bryant. So we're going to have to record you doing some saxophone or bass guitar and play a little sample of something on the podcast. We're going to have to either think about a new intro, welcome to engineer your success and, ha- and have your tunes playing or on one of the audio courses that I'm working on now. We'll have to figure something out. Because I know that. What got me, so what got me into it, Dr. Brian, one of my good friends that was roommate in college, he was, Steve, he was section lead in the college band. Mm. And I used to hear him like practicing his stuff. And music is math. It's all related. And I needed an outlet from, because I was double majoring in college and I was just looking for ways to distress. Mm -hmm. So I got into music. Wow. That's pretty cool, man. Thank you. That is pretty cool. Andre, I really want to thank you for the time that you've spent with me, the time that you spent with the Engineer Your Success audience. Just spend some time on some parting words or a word of encouragement or anything that you would like to say to the audience that's left. Sure, sure. It's been a pleasure, absolute pleasure talking with you. Dr. Bryant and being on the Engineer Your Success podcast, some of the parting words that I would like to leave with for the more seasoned engineers, don't get complacent. Don't get complacent. Don't be comfortable. There's always ways that you can grow, you can improve, you can enhance your skill set. There's always ways that you can give back and help develop younger engineers. So 
don't be complacent. We have to constantly push the needle to do better and be better. For our, my younger engineers, stay hungry, stay humble. Realize that you're coming out of college. It's a lot of stuff that you don't know. You just have your theoretical background and concepts that you went through in your undergraduate or graduate matriculation, but there's a lot that you don't know. You have to learn how the industry works. So be humble. Try to get as much experience as possible. Try to have as much mentors as possible. Mentors that, that range from different ethnic backgrounds, but have verse knowledge to be able to pour into you. I've got mentors all over that pour into me and just, and, and are continuing to pour in me. So it's very important to have mentors and to mentor people. You can't make any complaints about the world if you are trying to change it. That's a good one. That's like a drop the mic moment right there. You <laughs> cannot make any complaints about the world unless you are trying to work to improve it. Boom. Yep. Oh, no. Thanks, Dr. Bryce. When I see people that complain, but they aren't solution driven, it's just white noise. We've got to, we've got the problem solved. If there's a really a problem, let's get together and let's be solution driven to try to figure this out together. Okay. All right, man. That, that's great. Dr. Bryant, you got an awesome podcast and what you're doing with the engineering community is awesome. And I'm so glad we're able to finally connect. I literally, I was like, when I'm clearing stuff out the schedule, cause I, I got to talk to Dr. Bryant. It's been <laughs> long overdue. No, I thank you again. And I'm going to end this podcast episode like I end every podcast episode. And that's this. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And there is a select group of people that are actually following through, doing it, and are able to live the life of their dreams. Hey, Andre, I want to thank you for being part of that select few. Thank you. Thank you. It was my pleasure, Dr. Bryant. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it, and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life, and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.